Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Wednesday's Lori and Julia here at MyTalk 1071. Everything entertainment. You can check us at MyTalk1071.com on the MyTalk app on the old fashioned radio. But if you listen on the website or on the app, you can register for listener rewards. You can listen for a chance to win gift cards to Bachman's this month, Lunds and Byerly's, Best Buy, and more. So get the app or stream online and get registered and see all the prizes and listener rewards on our app or at MyTalk1071.com. What are we talking about in hour oh, two? Our favorite, wait a minute, our favorite topic, Holly. What With is no insights, though, Lori promised me. Listen. This is, uh, I've got Natalie Woods <laughs> was the subject of a documentary produced by Steven Spielberg's production company. Really? Yes, it okay. was. It was called Natalie Woods, What Remains Behind. It's uh, her daughter, Natasha Gregson is the person who was narrating it. Well, she was front and center of okay. this narrator, kind of leading the story. But uh, she also has written a book, which apparently is really good. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And it's called Natalie Wood, What Remains Behind. Uh-huh. So it's all coinciding. But too bad, Natasha, it's taken her this long to put this out because finally... I see Natalie Woods, the woman, and I'm not just focused on Natalie Woods' death death anymore, which is what I had been obsessed obsessed with. Who pushed her off the boat? All of that. All of that. It was a long time. It was wonderful. Well, tell me. So it was on HBO, and people can still DVR it or find it. It's replaying on Friday night, on Saturday night. It's like an hour and 45 minutes. I mean, Holly, did you think it was a... Pretty good documentary. Yeah. Oh, so you uh, watched it last night too, Holly? I did watch okay. it last night. And it is on HBO. You can stream it too. Yeah. It was really insightful. Yeah, it really was. And we have w- the world. Oh, dear. The oh, people dear. of the world. Oh, dear. Oh, Strap and Julia. Yeah. Oh, dear. oh <laughs> Natalie Woods, a huge thank you because she gave us one of the biggest movie star gifts of many people's lives. And he was in this documentary, sitting down, because Natalie Woods, who has been acting since she was four years old, yeah. she was the a miracle movie star. On 34th Street. But she yeah. was as, you know, she grew up in the system and everything, and we knew, we know all that. We knew that she was a movie star because she's in Splendor in the Grass, and then she's in Rebel Without a Story. Cause, and then West Side Story. I mean, she was a huge movie star, but she went to New York, and saw Robert Redford in a play. He'd never been in anything before. And she mm-hmm. saw him in play, made a point of saying hello to him. And then when she got in the position of 
the, I don't know, the movie Inside Daisy Clover okay. uh, is a movie that she did. And she insisted that this unknown actor by the name of Robert Redford be cast in the movie. Really? And he says, I would, she gave me my break Sorry. because she had the star power to say, yes, this is who I want is uh, Robert Redford. So Robert Redford, the trajectory of his career might not have happened if Natalie hadn't insisted and used her power and they became such dear friends. Natalie marries his agent, Richard Gregson, and he's the best man at their wedding. And they start in back-to-back movies together. I did not know that. I didn't know that either. And I'm like, oh, he's so beautiful. He oh. gave us. She gave us Robert Redford. Robert Redford. Oh. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Natalie Thank Woods. You. This movie came out in 1965. Christopher Plummer's in it. Robert Mulligan directed it. No one knew who Robert Redford was. Okay. Because he was just nobody. And right. she had saw him in this play. Mm. And also, she had the co-star, you know, Robert uh, or George Hamilton, Mia Farrow, um, they spoke on the record, and he, George Hamilton, was in the movie in um, All the Young Cannibals, something like that. Yeah, I think so. Something yeah. like mm-hmm. that. And so they just had a lot of talk show appearances. And she married Robert Wagner when he was like 25 and she was 20. Right. And they split up after two years because her career was taking off. And she had like amazing chemistry with Warren Beatty from Splendor in the Grass. Right. And he they, got jealous. Yeah, and and they had a hot affair for two years. Natalie Woods and Warren Beatty. While she was married to Robert Wagner? No, they split up. They split up, but it was a very, you know. Robert RJ, Robert Wagner, insisted that he and Natalie had separated by the time that she hooked up with Warren. Yeah, tomato, tomato, whatever. You know, they were young, and and he's in this very much so. And they spend a good amount of time Talking about that night, everything that went on, everything that happened. Right. And she has Robert Wagner, her, she yeah. calls him Daddy Wagner. Right. And her other dad, Daddy Gregson, because by the time he and Natalie, RJ, Robert Wagner, and Natalie, when they get remarried 10 years after they break up, they both have a child from another marriage and they have this big blended family. And they talked about all of that. I was looking at him and just saying, you were wasted and you don't remember what happened that night. But it. But you like. You, it was. So, it was just nice. To, it was just an exceptional, excellent So she wants her mom to be mo- known for more than her death. The focus was on her life. And, and uh, like, I thought it was interesting that um, she took on the studio system. Um, Jack Warner. She wanted to be allowed to pick one movie at least a year and not just the stuff the studio wanted right. her to do. And she won that. And then Olivia de Havilland came along and she, or maybe she did that before, but she was a studio buster. Sure. Okay. And it was because of how long she'd been acting and everything. And I guess, uh, also the whole campaign that she had for equal pay Yes, to her male co-stars on the movie, the great race in the sixties, yes. she was starring with Jack Lemon. 
And uh, gosh, I'm sorry, I can't remember the other guy, but she found out she was getting paid less than them. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tony Curtis. Mm-hmm. Oh, and she was like, uh-uh, I am just as much as a star as these guys. And she walked off the set and petitioned to have equal pay. And gosh, gosh darn it, she got it. Yeah, it was. It was just. It was really, really good. And I'm then, gonna watch it. And yeah. then the friend, you know, that uh, Natasha is sitting down with the older gentleman. His name is Mart Crowley. And I had saved this, uh, this was about a month ago, he died, and I saved the obituary, as you can see, Julia, because... Taped it to a piece of paper and highlighted it. About Natalie Wood's drowning, and it was a story, but I saved (laughs) it. But Mark Crowley is in this documentary, and it's interesting how he came to be in Natalie Wood's life, but he wrote the play in 1968 called The Boys in the Band. Which oh, puts yes. gay characters and their stories yes. front and center in a way that had never been seen in mainstream New York uh, theater. And he died about a month ago. He died of complications of heart surgery, but he was he's in this video because he went to New York before he wrote the play and was hired as an assistant to uh, Elia Kazan, who, of course, directed or was filming Splendor in the Grass mm-hmm. with Natalie Wood at the time. And Crowley and Natalie just became fast friends. And when she was cast in West Side Story, she hired Crowley to be her personal assistant. And he was her assistant all the way until 1977. Wow. But he wrote the boys in the band in five weeks while he was house-sitting for the actress Diana Lynn, and it was his first play. So he's the older gentleman sitting at the kitchen table doing a lot of personal referencing uh, with Natasha about her mom, Natalie. Well, did the sister come into play? Did they talk? Oh, but all uh, the, the, the sisters are uh, Jill St. John's speech in the documentary. Oh, wow. I mean, it was a very open uh, conversation and, uh, you know, and they talked about uh, all the ways, you know, the, the, you know, people wanting to know about her death and everything. And did you feel like they were talking directly to you? Kind of. <laughs> I felt a tiny bit of Colonel Ashane. Uh-huh. Okay, really? But oh, I'm, oh, oh, hi. Oh, bury the lead. Bury the lead. Donnie, if you're listening. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So what about it? Was it Robert Wagner's retelling of what he thought happened that night? Was that... What made you, Lori, think maybe a well, little differently? I still think something bad happened to her okay. that night because he does admit he broke a wine bottle. He does admit they were really wasted. Yep. He does admit that he and Christopher Walken weren't getting along. And maybe he just doesn't remember what happened. And I so, told you, Lori, this you know, is such... Yeah. Oh my gosh, you've done a 360 on this. But yeah, I guess because I knew more. Yeah, what, 180. 180. He's doing right. yeah, we always say that. But I knew more about Natalie Woods' death and then not you, enough about her movies, even though oh. like I had seen Splendor in the Grass. And, I can't remember it. Oh, I can't remember. I can. I remember Miracle on 34th Street. I yeah, mean. and she also did. I thought it was interesting, just I know we got to go to break, but she, uh, this. She was the first like movie star in like 1970 or 71 to be on a TV show. And she won a Golden Globe Award for um, uh, she was in the TV miniseries from her here to eternity with William Devane. Oh. And then the Cracker Factory, which was basically about a housewife who goes crazy. And people just really 
felt like they connected with her because they'd been watching her since they were little and sure. kind of growing up with her. Yeah. So even in her movies, it was just a wonderful little treat. I'm going to totally watch it. You're going to love it. You're going to absolutely wow. love it. So anyway, it's set, it has set that to bed for me, and now I have to read the book. It sounds so good, Laurie. Yeah, it was really good. All right, good. Yeah. Thanks. Anyway, all right, we'll be right back with Random Thoughts. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's Random Thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Okay, here is what today is National Nurses Day. For all of our friends in the healthcare community, thank you. Thank you for all you do. It's a... I'm always in awe, you know, when I've spent some time in a hospital or even going to see the doctor. How kind, how smart, how wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for what you do. I've only met one mean nurse in my life. Ratchet? Yeah, I know it's Ratchet. <laughs> yeah, I did. One, but that's only one. I mean, yeah, I, like, all I've of never, the visits, your all dad, the time my dad was in and out. Right. Just, so that's pretty good. I, I think so, too. So thank you for what you do. Um Here's a couple things that um, they're being celebrated. If you in the healthcare community didn't know this, Outback Steakhouse is giving healthcare workers free ribs and will deliver them for free as well. Um, let's see, Dunkin' Donuts is offering free co- um, coffee and donuts to you this week. And um, the National Guard is flying big planes over the states across the country to celebrate you. So look up. And the St. Paul Hotel is, you know, every day oh, they do the meals. For that's first right. Responders. You're they right. Posted uh, online and. You got to just get on and order. You do. Like, Our, say you're coming to get it. Yes. All right. Yeah. So other things. Mm-hmm. Um, today's National Crepes, Crepe Suzette Day. Doesn't that sound good? No. Did you never? I love those. Um, bike to school day. I don't think that's being celebrated this year. Um, my mom had a funny thing. We were talking about wearing masks. She goes, I've got such a big nose. Uncomfortable. <laughs> I just couldn't stop laughing and I'm thinking because, you know, these masks, they're very, people are trying to figure out what to do and how to make it work for them. And one of the big problems, if you wear glasses and you're wearing a mask, your glasses steam up. So this is an old tried and true thing that I've done before with ski goggles. It's not Not the, the it's not the tissue around the bottom of your glasses, although that works too. This is, um, if you add a little bit of soap and water to your lenses and rinse them under warm water and then dry them with a cloth, for some reason they don't steam up. Because it's just, it's the dish soap. Oh, for some reason. And I've done this before with ski goggles and things like that. So that's just another option because I was, I was at the grocery store last night steaming up everything hotter than crab in my mask yes trying to figure out how to deal with that half the people wear them half don't only two lanes were open i'm like geez louise yeah 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 and i i had been in there too long not to commit and go all the way through it was like a tj maxx experience of of you wanted to abandon abandon my cart after he spent all the time because the line was so long yeah but i thought no i gotta sit here but so um I just think that's a good little helpful one. And, and if you wanted, you know, because a lot of people are um, walking and stuff and you steam up, try the soap and water right. and just pat them dry with a good 
with Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. The good um, cloth. All right. People, quit speeding. And uh, this is to myself. I quit speeding because there's more cars on the road now. Mm-hmm. But speeding tickets for 100 miles or faster have just jumped threefold oh. because no one's on the road. And so they see you, but it really, this is what really is kind of interesting, is fatal crashes rose nearly 30% at a time when traffic value has been declined by 30 to 50% because of, you know, the reaction time when you're going faster. So please be careful. This, um, this weekend is the fishing opener in Minnesota. Burr. I know. Wow. No, this is a very it's, cold Mother's Day. Yeah. Weekend. We've had all different types of Mother's Days. We've been in sleeting rain walking. We've yeah. been in hot sun. But yeah, it's going to be cold, but don't speed. Iowa, they're just going crazy in Iowa. The other, um, there's what a... What does that mean? They're going crazy in Iowa. Speeding. Just oh. speeding. Way worse than we are here. Something to do. I know, Lori. I know. <laughs> I felt that way driving to work when there was no one on the road. I'm just like, I can go fast. Um the puzzle business we've been talking a lot about, I finished, I was too sad to even talk about it, but my COVID-19 puzzle that you gave me. The Starry Starry Night by Van Gogh? I finished it last Saturday night. And Nine? you didn't take a picture of I t- it? I have a picture, but I didn't post it because we were mourning Donnie. Oh, I was still in mourning, yeah, and right. I just thought... You didn't have any joy. I didn't have any anything except for... And it was perfect timing because we were supposed to open up this Monday. So I thought that was the perfect, horrible, long, dark blue, dark, a lot of dark blue. Every piece looked alike. So many swirls. Oh Oh. man. But was was, it a thousand piece puzzle? And which should be fine. No problem. But it was just that every piece looked the exact same, depending on the lighting. No, when I looked at it, I just thought, I love that picture. It looks like a nightmare to be put together. I'm going to buy it for Julia. Such a loving oh. gift. Such a loving gift. But puzzles have been booming, and there's right. going to be a whole new generation of puzzle build, puzzle people because this has just been such a community bonding thing, and it's yeah. just to sit there. But um, there's a, I have one of these puzzles. I think I have two of them. There's Minnesota Jigsaw Puzzle Makers. Um, they're Tony and Candace Nelson, and they started making puzzles. They're called Puzzle Twist, and they're iconic pictures of, like, the Duluth uh, lift aerial bridge or the Minnesota State Fair or you know Minnesota Is there a story about these guys that was in the paper yesterday yeah. and they um in their puzzles though they're tricky because the puzzles don't look like the cover of the puzzle so when you're putting it together you have to it's completely different so it's a trick 
They're really fun. Okay. This, I want to give them. This th- all, okay, tell us the name of the company again. Puzzle Twist. Puzzle Twist, because people are looking. But this is like uh, somebody, you know, telling us about a Zoom meeting right now. Oh, God, I hate you. <laughs> oh, wait, let me tell you. But there's a Natalie Wood puzzle. And it's about all the movies that she's ever been in with a twist. She doesn't die at the end. Oh, oh. my gosh. That's a good <laughs> That's a good read. There you go. Um, Other things that are happening are, the um, let's see, Hershey's. It, this I can't believe they haven't done this before, but they're selling like a caddy pack for people who want to have schmores. S'mores. Whatever. Not schmores. They're schmores. Yeah, what are you from Long Island? I've always called them a schmore. No, no. <laughs> they're schmores. No, that's such a that's such that's a like such a jersey. A it's my jersey moment. I've had it my whole life when I've eaten my pescetti. Yeah. Leave oh me boy. alone. But they're kind of cute. So the the grill packs are coming out. It seems like this should have been done so long so ago. Long ago. Which no includes kidding. the marshmallow, the graham cracker, right. and the um, candy bars. Right. It would be a good cabin gift if you're invited to one. Good luck on that one, huh, Lori? Yeah, right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. We'll be back. Oh, Rick. Rick, Rick Nelson is with us. He's our Star, Star Tribune food critic. And also... A University of Minnesota graduate and a James Beard Award winner. Tell us when you won your award, Rick. Oh gosh, it was a lot. I don't know, maybe ten years ago, fifteen years. ago. It was a long time. But you always um, get to say that in front of your name, yes. James yeah. Beard Award winning food critic. This is really. I mean, it was lovely. The whole thing was just really lovely to win that award. It was well, we, you know what, we uh, had a mishap yesterday, and we were going to have you on, but it, since it's only Wednesday, because this week has gone by very slowly, oh. we were really excited <laughs> to, you know, read your story in the Star Tribune about ideas uh, for restaurants and pick to order food to pick up for Mother's Day, and you gave us a lot of really great options um so if you would share a couple of those with people because people what should order this by friday a lot of them are ordering by thursday or friday and some of them you can order as late as saturday or some you can just order that morning on sunday if you want to celebrate mother's day there's a there's kind of a whole range and it's so interesting to see what restaurants are doing with takeout i mean people I mean, it's no surprise to me because people in the restaurant industry are such creative people anyway, mm-hmm. but they're going to such creative efforts to really, you know, um, uh, to elevate takeout and make it interesting for consumers. And I, I so admire people who are doing this. Um, one that I didn't put on, I have a couple that I don't have on the list. Okay, right, tell us those. Um, you can find that list at starttribune.com and it'll be in tomorrow's paper. But one, uh, a place in Uptown that just started serving takeout, I think today, is called Fig and Faro, and it's a vegan restaurant in Calhoun Square. And they're doing a thing where uh, you can either pick it up on Saturday or Sunday and do kind of a picnic. They've got a vegan quiche um, and, a, uh, you know, like a fruit plate with vegan yogurt and vegan baked goods and like a hummus plate with a white bean salad. And you just order those in advance and either pick it up on Saturday or Sunday. And another one that I really like um, that I didn't put on the list that I was thinking about today was drive-ins because, you know, drive-ins are open and there aren't very many of them left in the Twin Cities area. There's maybe three or four of them. But if you, you know, I don't know about you, but uh, like on Saturday, my husband and I, we went to Girton's. Yes. And it was like, it was like taking a road trip to the Rocky Mountains. I know. It's so it. exciting. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, that's how we are all feeling. Yeah, we were yes. at Lemley's Greenhouse yes. in Cottage Grove. Or Woodbury, uh, yeah, yeah. Woodbury. And we felt the same way on Saturday. <laughs> so uh, why not take a road trip to a drive-in? You know, there's one in Brooklyn Park. It's called 
Wagner's Drive-In. There's yeah. one in Spring Park called the Minnetonka Drive-In. There's one in Delano called the Peppermint Twist. Yes. And there's one in Taylor's Falls called the Drive-In. Now, they might have some restrictions. Like I know, for example, the Peppermint Twist, they have this really great garden with a bunch of picnic tables where you can hang out. That's closed right now. But mm-hmm. you can still do car service and you can do takeout. Um, so, you know, think about doing that and having a little adventure, you know, in the car. That yeah. might be kind of fun. Is the one um, in um, St. Louis Park Galaxy, is that around anymore? It's, you know, it's going to reopen. Oh, okay. And, um, they're, they're, they're actually under construction right now, and they're hoping to open in about a month. Okay. Um, but they ran into some code or some uh, code violations, and they had to do some rebuilding in their kitchen. So that's what's going on right now with them. But I'm really excited for that place to open, because I always like that place mm-hmm. a lot. Um, I'm a big Yum. driving guy from way back. I love driving. Yum. <laughs> um, there are, you know, one of the places that I really like going to because you don't have to order days in advance. They're just doing ordering that day is the Birchwood um, Cafe, which is on East 25th Street in Minneapolis. And they have one of the great brunch dishes of all time. It's a savory waffle and it changes all the time. Right now they make it with Parmesan and asparagus and a little bit of millet. And then they top it with um, uh, marmalade. That's I think it's a radish and jalapeno marmalade. Wow. Um, or I'm sorry, a rhubarb and jalapeno marmalade. And then they have a little butter on the side with radishes in it. And then they've got some bacon and they put a fried egg on it. And it's fantastic. And what a great way to celebrate Mom's Day with a waffle, right? Yeah, no oh, kidding. And then wow. you could buy your Joy Noel mask right there yes. at the Birchwood. Absolutely. Yeah, they're selling those great those great masks there too, which I really love. Um, one of the ideas that I that I was really excited about because I'm a huge popover freak Same. is that um, the Fire Lake Grill House at the Radisson Hotel at the Mall of America. Right. They're doing they're doing a popover strata. Can you think of anything better than no. a popover strata? That just no. sounds so good to me. <laughs> that sounds I mean, so good. I, I would get in line just for that. And they're also selling you know a la carte popovers. You can get a, a peach raspberry pie. Um, uh, you can get a rotisserie chicken. It sounds like a really great idea. Um, there are two places in St. Paul, and they're actually right next door to each other that I really like. Um, one is called Hyacinth, which is this really wonderful, um, tiny little Italian restaurant. And they're doing a different meal every day and um, uh, a takeaway meal every every day. And, a, and on Mother's Day, they're doing two meals. They're doing a brunch. So you can get a frittata and some roast beef and a salad and some, you know, um, I think they're having some kind of dessert. And then at dinner, you could, if you want to do a Mother's Day dinner instead, they're going to have a chicken pot pie with that same dessert and those same salads. And um, the food is excellent. They're just excellent cooks. And I highly recommend this place. It's called Hyacinth. Oh, but then, we've eaten there. It's, it's amazing. It's kind it's of amazing, it, right? It's, it's amazing. Really tr- it's tiny. Yeah. It it's, kind of um, reminded us of like um, Jones in the Park, park experience yeah. with the, the attention to detail and Oh, yeah, it and very, the service and everything. Yeah, right. is Jones in the Park doing that? Like, they're doing a meal, like, a uh, just you buy the whole dinner? The, you know, they're they're doing takeout dinners. I don't know if they're doing a specific Mother's Day yeah, one. Okay. They're open on Sundays. They, I forgot to check for them. Yeah. I'm on their website right now, and I'm looking okay. at tonight's menu, and I'm just salivating. But I, I'm thinking it says that they're open um, through Sunday, you know? Well, there you go. Yeah. So, you yeah. a nice Sunday dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the, the place that's next door to Hyacinth is called the Golden Fig. Oh, I love that And it's that a place. local food store. And Lori Crowell, the owner, she's got all kinds of great kind of um, grab-and-go things that you can make at home, like cinnamon rolls and different egg bakes. And I think there's a French toast bake that you can pick up and a bunch of different quick breads. 
And the cool thing there is you can also buy a gift for mom there because, you know, she has really beautiful Minnesota-made um, chocolate truffles from a whole bunch of different makers. And, you know, she's got a really great cookbook assortment, including, if I could just um, shamelessly plug it for a second, yes. the Great Minnesota Cookie Book, which I wrote. Yes, that's right. <laughs> of course yes. you have to plug that. <laughs> and she's also even selling um, locally raised tulips from a, a farm here in uh, the Twin Cities that raises tulips. Um, so that would be a really smart thing to do. And you can either pre-order or you can just drop in that day because you can also shop the store. But they also have curbside pickup. You know, so many places are doing, you know, no contact curbside pickup. Right. You just pull up, you know, unroll the back window, they'll place it in, in your car and you just drive away. It's really great. You know what I was thinking of? If you're just joining us, we're with um, Rick Nelson from the Star Tribune, a James Beard Award winning um, food critic. One of the things is that, you know, Lori and I... Um, don't go to a lot of restaurants. I mean, we have our regulars that we go to. We don't experience it that much. I think it's because we get off work late, and I don't know what it is. We yeah. just don't. But but the opportunity right now, like with Hyacinth, which is really hard to get into when it's open, or the Spoon and Stable, which has been around. We've never been there. Mm-hmm. You know, and some of these other places that we've absolutely never been and have would have a hard time getting into that. Here's an opportunity to experience the food in a different way. And, I mean, it. It yeah. seems so accessible right now. That's a really good point. And, and uh, to that very point, uh, one of my favorite places in town, um, Travail in Robbinsdale, they're doing, they've just opened this really beautiful new restaurant, which of course you can't enjoy right. because you can't go inside and see it. But they're doing all kinds of things too. They're, uh, one of the things that they're doing for Mother's Day is it's this huge, huge spread. I mean, it's got, you know, a roast chicken. It's got a, a bacon wrapped pork loin. It's got a pineapple upside down cake. Yum. It's got, you know, a shrimp cocktail. It's this whole big thing and it's designed for busy moms. So you'll have leftovers. Like Yum. how thoughtful is that? Right. You know, so you pick up this big dinner. They also, you know, there are a couple of things that you have to kind of assemble at home and they've created videos that you go to on their website and watch the chefs put it together so you can make it really pretty for mom. What a great idea, right? Yeah. That is a great idea. I also like the idea because um, they, these businesses have to be hurting, but I'm thinking of like uh, Chocolate Celeste yeah. and Regina's Fine Candies. You know, those are places, just like with the flower shops, that also are very reliant on some Mother's Day business. Absolutely. And I know that Chocolate Celeste and I think Regina's are both doing curbside pickup and you can order online, but that's a wonderful little gift. It like- is a wonderful gift. And I know that Regina is because I live two blocks from there. Oh, okay. I walked over there. I walked over there the other day. It's so cool. You can stand in their tiny little parking lot, call them and say, you know, here's what I'd like. They'll put it together and walk it out. And, and you do it all over the phone. Five minutes later, some comes, someone comes out with a bag, puts it on a little cardboard table and walks back inside. And then you go and pick up your candy. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they yeah. have, because they've been, they've been there forever. For a long time. And I grew up in St. Paul, Rick. My oh, mom, right. I mean, they, we'd have to go get there, there even before you were born. Absolutely, they opened in 1926. <laughs> they're so good, and we—it's on St. Clair and Fairview, I think. Yeah, and they uh, St. Clair and Cleveland. Cleveland, right? sorry, and they had the after dinner mints. Oh. oh, yeah. And like, it's my favorite place to go at Easter because they have like 19 different sizes of chocolate rabbit. It's the greatest <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> I, know. I know. And again, you know, Allison Kaplan was on earlier, and we're just talking about supporting our local businesses and who need us so much right now and keeping the money locally. And there's um, so many great things that people can do. Right, I know Max's has the beautiful chocolates yeah. as well and the salted caramels, um, sea salt chocolate that are 
to die for. Mm -hmm. It's really just a way, a different way to support our business. And we are saving a lot of money not going out to dinner as much as we used to. So why not splurge on this? Children of mine, if you're listening, I really, really (laughs) want this for Mother's Day. Really bad. You know who you are, thing one and thing two. Jeez. One of the one of, one of the I never really thought about this before until you were talking about it earlier. But you know, in my work, I'm constantly going to new restaurants, and I never really get back to the restaurants that I love, yeah, and really enjoy. Just because I'm always my job is to go to new places all the time. So I've been kind of using this time to go back and and enjoy the restaurants that I never get to on my own. Um, for example, tonight I'm going to Gorka Palace in Northeast Minneapolis and getting four or five of my favorite dishes. So we'll have a nice dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of and food is that? that? I wouldn't. Um, oh, it's uh, okay. Indian and Nepal. And Corey oh. um, said Russian. Russian. I just Corey said Russian. Because of Gorka. Gorky Park. Remember the movie or the book? <laughs> Good old Russian they flair. Make, they make these really amazing dumplings that they <laughs> they started their business making these dumplings that they sold at the Mill City Farmers Market. And they grew an entire restaurant out of that stand at the wow. market. Um, and so I love, it's one of my favorite things to do on Saturday mornings is to go and get those dumplings at the Mill City Farmer's Market. And now we can't do that right now. They can't sell them at the market right now, but you can go to the restaurant and get them, take them home and enjoy them. Oh, it sounds so good. So Rick, when is this article going to be in the Star Tribune that I'm reading? Um, the Mother's Day listing is going to be in tomorrow's paper, along with a bunch of our favorite brunch recipes that we pulled from our archives. So you can also make brunch for mom using recipes from the Star Tribune. Oh. Wonderful. And thank you so much. Thank you for what you do. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And thank you for being on the radio and, and entertaining all of us. I really oh, appreciate gosh. it. Oh, you you're know. welcome. It's just nothing. Yeah, we, right. At least you got us in a day we're not <laughs> sobbing. Right. We're not crying today, Rick, so that's good. <laughs> well, this is good. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Rick, Rick <laughs> thank Nelson, you so thank much. you so much. Um, listen, when we come back, we're going to Hollywood speak. We're going to discuss... An apology, Julia. One of our favorite things to Hollywood speak. <laughs> oh, what are you trying to say? Hollywood! Hollywood speaking! What is the meaning of this? Oh, boy. Okay, so yesterday, yes. or two days ago, Monday would have been Met Gala Day, and Vogue published an oral history of the gala, blah, blah, blah. With photos. With photos. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then yesterday, Jessica Simpson, on her Instagram... Uh, talked about uh, the fact that she felt body shamed and it was nauseating the Vogue oral history story that was shared about the time she went to the Met Gala with John Mayer. Okay. And specifically, and I guess in her memoir, which we have not read yet, but I guess uh, there was a lot of introspection from Jessica Simpson. Holly, did you read this book? Colleen read it. Colleen did. Okay. Just about how the media treated her and her figure and her boobs were discussed. Remember her dad? Dad, and she's got a side double D's. Yeah. Oh. She was just used for a very long time for a punchline for her body, for her weight, for her boobs, all of that. And so she said um, yesterday, you know, in all seriousness, I've persevered through shaming my own body, internalizing the world's opinions, and to read this much-anticipated article about the classiest fashion event there is and to be shamed by another woman for having boobs in 2020 is nauseating and she showed the photo of uh 
Sophia Loren looking at James Manfield where it looked like yes. her boobs were yes. on a plate. Okay, but wait, what did they say about Jessica Simpson that shamed her? Sally the- Singer, okay. this is what she said about, uh, she said that, um, and this was 2007. Okay. And she was with John Mayer at yep. the Met Gala. And I'm sure Jessica was notified, hey, we're going to, this will be part of the oral history, this article. And so Jessica knew she it was, was ex- coming. She okay. was excited. But the, the um, um, it's Vogue's creative digital director, Sally Singer, said, um, she said, Simpson's breasts maybe fell out of her plunging, beaded Roberto Cavelli, but she first misidentified it as Michael Kors. Okay. And it was Roberto Cavelli okay. down. For, gorgeous. It's beautiful. beautiful. You show me picture. the picture. And according to the fashion editor, the ma- the wardrobe malfunction only got worse when Simpson and John Mayer took their seats inside. At dinner, it was suddenly like, whoa, Jessica Simpson's breasts are across from me at the dinner table, and they are on a platter, and I'm looking at them. And John wow. Mayer was putting his hands on them at the dinner table. He kind of reached down. I remember just thinking, oh, celebrities, feel free to play here. That's what's going on. So this is the memory that Sally Singer is sharing. And Jessica's like, what? Because it's Roberto Cavalli is known for his bodycon dresses, right? You guys? Mm-hmm. Yes. But, but it, I mean, cleavage, you know, blah. first of all, you're a fashion person. That's one thing that you should know. I mean, cleavage is part of gowns. And, well, there aren't that many voluptuous people that still eat that are models that go to these things. Everyone else is flat as a board, well, usually maybe. and very skinny. So... Anyway, it was like Sally Singer was doing some it's, gatekeeping and trying it to feels shame, weird. shame Jessica. She didn't have these flat model-like proportions. Because well, right, so, she had boobs. Yeah. Boob so shaming. here's the apology. Okay. We are sorry, and this came from Vogue. Okay, we are. We are sorry that Jessica felt body shame by the anecdote in our Met piece. That was never our intent. We understand a reaction, and we apologize for including it. Oh, wow. What? I mean, that's you guys, a slam. Isn't that a crappy We're, apology? Well, we apologize that you're offended, and then we apologize that we gave you exposure for including it. Right. Bleep you. I know it. I just thought that's that was... That's pretty bad. That is... I feel like people need to try harder right now, and that is weak. Very. Yeah. And her, we apologize for including it, because Jessica Simpson... Looked amazing. This is when Beautiful. she had kind of a reddish brown hair. She was very tan. Roberto Cavelli was at the, you know, because the designer you're often with, it was sort of this beaded gown. It would be something that like you would dye to wear to the Golden Globes Absolutely. or the Oscar. With a deep plunge, but she was voluptuous and beautiful. Boy, there's a lot of shaming around breasts. Gee, yeah. But and as a woman who grew up with big boobs her whole life, me. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. There's so much uncomfortable that you're already experiencing yourself because you've gotten so much unwanted attention from such an early young age. And then to have someone write about it, that just feels weird. It feels uncomfortable. I don't know what you're talking about, but we were praying to dear God, it's me, Holly, it's me, Lori, give me the other side. The other side of it, (laughs) right? I never even thought about having boobs. It was just like, oh, they. Where did they go? I they thought never about it up. like Lori in did. seventh grade when oh. it seemed like everybody was wearing yeah. a bra, but me because ours came in fourth. 
I some had of a, us I had some friends who started wearing bras gals. in fifth grade. Oh, yeah. I fought my mom so hard to not wear a bra, but there was this dress I really liked at JC Penny, and you could see my nipples through it. And in really? fifth grade, she was like, "You have to wear a bra, bra. if you're going to wear that." And I was like, "No, no." Oh. I so anyway, lame apology, yep. Vogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, very lame, I think. Uh, okay, so what do you think of this? Kevin Spacey mm. doing an interview for the Bits and Pretzels radio show, whatever that is. Okay. That's a really popular one Okay, in Wisconsin. And he said, and remember, Kevin Spacey was dropped from everything, everything. after he was hit with multiple sexual assault allegations. Mm-hmm. Apparently, multiple. And that he's been a dirty, dirty dog for many, and many years. And a vile man at that theater in uh, West London. Mm-hmm. And my friend who was an extra right. on Iron Will up in Duluth said how horrible he was. He seems like just a horrible human being, but he's so bloody talented that I think everyone overlooked it for so long until these came out. Here's what he says. He compares his losing the job after sexual assault rap to coronavirus layoffs that he can understand what people are going through. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Coronavirus people have nothing to do with. We didn't bring it on ourselves. It's something that's bigger than us. Mm. His sexual tendencies assault. and his abuse mm-hmm. and assaults are self-inflicted. He did all those to other people. Mm-hmm. So coronavirus and getting laid off over something you have no control over versus something you completely had control over, um, night and day. Yeah. So he's like, good luck on that one. That just seems stupid. Isn't he it? even say it? He did. Because how can you liken his vile behavior to something that's a pandemic that he, no one has control over? He's saying he understands what the world is going through because his world stopped in 2017. Well, oh. we're so glad to hear from you. <laughs> glad you can relate. <laughs> I know, it feels so very wrong. I know. Yeah. I know. All right. Listen, we'll be back. We got a very juicy Hollywood story to discuss. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. At the Home Depot, we have plenty of Christmas trees to make your holidays even more magical. Hundreds of full, easy-to-assemble artificial trees that look so real, you may be convinced they actually are. And for those who love that fresh pine smell, we have a parking lot full of fresh-cut trees to call your own. We'll even help you load your tree in the car so you can bring home the holidays. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.